Welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, teen culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence. Because you and your people, you're worth it. Our guest today is Mr. Charlie Hardage out of Nashville, Tennessee. Fun facts about Charlie. He spent 12 years in IT sales, where he went from an individual contributor to a senior director of sales and five years in the U.S. Army in the infantry. Charlie, thank you for your service. He left his full-time job to pursue his passion, which is real estate. His company works with everyday people and helps them achieve financial freedom through cash-flowing properties. Matter of fact, you can catch him on his podcast, The Passive Investor's Playbook, where he helps people invest into the real estate realm. So if that's something you're interested in, make sure that you check him out. But today, he's going to share some incredible knowledge he has. Another thing about him that's super neat is he has his master's in information and knowledge strategy with a focus on psychological safety. So today, that's what we're going to dig into. I'm pumped to hear because I know when we visited so many of the things that you said resonated with me in the workspace, in the home space. So Charlie, welcome on. Julie, I am so pumped. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm excited to learn from you. First, let's just start off. What is psychological safety? <laughs> for everyone listening who's like, what are we even talking about today? IT sales, RE, real estate. It goes everywhere. What is psychological safety? Yeah, in, in my master's course, the very first course we had, we talked about psychological safety. And I think there was, there was about 20 people in our, in our class and about 20 light bulbs went off, Julie. And psychological safety is creating a safe space, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's at home, at school, wherever you are, it's just creating a, a safe space and giving people a voice. So if, if someone at work, let's say in the corporate world, has an idea, you don't just shoot them down if it's a bad idea. You could redirect them or you could say, hey, that may not work, but let's try it this way. Or maybe that's at home and you have a kid that says, um, hey, what if we did this? And it's like, no, because I said so. How many parents say that? I know I have. And my wife and I, after a few times of that, we, we created a rule at the house. We will never say because I said so. It's always an ex explanation following that. So Julie, psychological safety is really just creating a safe space where people have their own voice and, and can voice that. They, they have their own, own opinion. Well, and of course, that's important in every space with when you're employing others, when you are leading your own children. But talk to us a little bit more about, I mean, I know it's important. It's a death thing that it's important. But how does it weigh in? in others as your employees or your kids when they are able to process that positive redirect? They, I'll, I'll give you an example, Julie. When I was in my, my corporate career, I had a, a rep that the previous manager wanted to fire. And I said, instead of firing, and I knew I was taking over and they said, should we get rid of them or, or what? And I said, nope, let me, let me try this out. 
And so I, I basically, you know, she had great, phenomenal ideas, but maybe they weren't in the right context. And so instead of saying, you know, putting her on a pit or letting her go, I said, hey, let's redirect this energy that you have. And it was great energy, but let's redirect that into your, your role and in, in what we need you to do. And then from there, she became the best rep I had in a few months. And it was, it was great because there's this, you know, a lot of people would say a, a 180. It wasn't her. It was, it was me as a leader, which by the way, just because I had a manager role doesn't make me a leader and vice versa. If you, you can be a leader without being a, a team leader or manager, but that's a different, different point. But she became one of the best reps that I have ever managed, not just at that, that job, but any other job I've ever managed because she, she had great ideas and we just redirected it. It wasn't, it wasn't her changing. It was her management, her leadership changing and pointing her in the right direction. Okay. So talk to us about the keys to that redirect. If I'm sitting in a space as an employer, this brings light bulbs up for me because I have someone in my space that is a struggle. I want to do better just like you did. What are the keys to engaging that person the way you engaged your employee? I think it's sitting, communication to me is massive. It's one of the biggest things, I think, one of the biggest skills, regardless of where you are, whether that's a mom, a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, a sibling, a son, a daughter, whatever it is, it is one of the biggest things. And, you know, I, I say this kind of jokingly, but not really. In the infantry, when, when we are deployed, communication literally is life or death in some cases. And I, that may sound dramatic, but in my shoes, it, it truly was extremely important in life or death. Now, in the corporate world, I hope it's not life or death, or maybe you need to switch jobs. But when, when you talk to someone as a person and not as a subordinate, not as an employee, not, even not as an employer, but if you talk to them just as a person and hear what they're about or what, what they're passionate about, you, you connect on, on that, you know, not a manager to employee relationship, but Julie, you're a person, I'm a person. Let's just talk, right? right. And from there, you know, you, you gain their trust and they gain your trust. And from there, I've noticed that people will work so much better if we're talking to employees people will work so much better because they believe in you they believe in what you're about and they can come to you julie i might have the the worst idea in the world but if you if you say charlie let's let's in, instead of doing it that way what if we did it this way i'm going to come back to you with more ideas and maybe they're just as ridiculous but i'm still going to come to you with ideas Whereas if I said, Julie, what if we, what if we did it this way? You know, what if I change your podcast and instead of 30 minutes, it's, it's an hour and let's do it this way. And you're like, no, that's stupid. Like that won't make sense. Am I going to come with more ideas to you? Probably not. Or if so, they'll be very, very guarded. And I'm only going to give you a little bit of my ideas. And so that maybe that won't help your podcast you know, or, or won't help you or won't help the business. So I think connecting with them and, and communicating as an actual person is the first. And, and maybe it's not the easiest step because a lot of managers got there because of, of maybe they're a great sales rep. Doesn't necessarily make them a great leader or a great manager. So just connect with them as a person. 
I love that. And communication, actually, the amount of businesses that I walk into and work, what does communication look like? And how do we do that in a positive way that will move the needle? I, I love that you say communication. It does register with me because for me, communication was second nature. Like that's yeah. kind of, I mean, that's what I do. It's what I, I mean, it's what I've done my whole career in some form or fashion. But there are people that struggle with that. They struggle with, even as leaders, how do I get the best out of this employee? Or how do I deal with somebody who annoys the heck out of me? Or yeah. how do I deal with conflict? Or I, I don't like your idea in a way that makes people want to bring ideas back to the surface. So I, I love that you're pointing out the importance of that. Do you have any uh, tips that you use for helping people navigate that or things that you learned when you were digging into that psychological safety that would help navigate that? You know, when, when, especially in the workplace, when someone comes to an, comes to you with an idea or a thought, maybe it's a, a process improvement, depending on, on the roles, they may be more of an expert than you are, right? You, you may be as a, as a, manager and leader, right. you, you may be more of the big picture, high level person that is directing the ship. So true. But, but they might be the one that's actually steering it. Right. And so, and I, I don't know anything about, so that that's where my, my ship. <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah. That, that's where that ends. But you know, if, if, if they have an idea that is not good or, or does not work best for the big picture, that's okay. You can talk to them, dig into it a little bit more and figure out why they're, they're promoting that idea. And the other thing is, if they come to an idea and you think it's stupid, it may be great and you don't know that, right? Because you're not in, again, you're not steering the ship, you're managing the ship. You're, you're just saying, hey, we got, we got to go there. I love so, the idea of digging into the why. Yeah, exactly. Because it could be a bad, a bad idea from your perspective you know, initially, but then when you say, well, why, Julie, why do you think that's a good idea? And, and not as a, I'm accusing you or I'm, I'm come, I'm, you know, shooting a shot at you, but just more of a, why, like explain to me why that's a good idea. Maybe they'll say, oh, well, because our customers see it this way or our kids, you know, see it that way, whatever it is. Yeah. Dig into it. And then from there, maybe it's, oh, now that light bulb goes off and Maybe, maybe there's still a better way to do it. And, and I'll give you another example in the workplace, had a, had a rep that she was great, but she was so quiet. And I said to her, like, you know, tell me, tell me the reasoning for that. And she said, oh, well, it's actually a better tool and it's cheaper. Okay, cool. You're the expert, not me. So, so let's get that. She had some, probably 10 ideas, 15 ideas, about half of them are okay. The other half, we, we implemented that overnight. And so if you give someone a voice, Julie, they will reward you in completely unexpected ways. You know, when, when I first took over, I was told she's good, she's quiet. When I left, she was by far the expert, led training, did rec she recorded videos on training. So new hires would go to her. Before I took over, that was not the case. She was just a, a number. So I, I could beat a dead horse with this. There, there I go with another analogy, but I truly, truly believe communication 
is so important and giving someone, letting them be heard and they will expect you, reward you in unexpected ways. Well, and I, I like that you said, I like that you point out that if, if that first idea you got was bad, those other seven that you got that were incredible, you would have never gotten. Exactly. And that applies, that applies to kids, that applies to students, that applies to every field of work. And I, I like the diversity you're bringing to me, the military, that I respect. I, I've got a contract with a military organization and they, they were saying similar things, like the difference between leaders and managers and they're working on growing themselves in that way. So I, I love that you're pointing that out, that it's not just me, but I think that what's most impactful, a key takeaway here is when you're trying to promote psychological safety, it boils down to pause before you give a gut reaction. Yeah. Because that is, that is common to be like, oh, that, that idea will never work. Why would you say that? You're so right. That pause and asking why so that the reaction is really thoughtful and not right. physical, like, why would you want to do that? You know, more, okay, tell me more. And then, and then asking pressing questions. And what I love too, in, in examples similar to these, that I think works in psychological safety world is when you're asking those questions, it's okay for them to figure out in the questioning why it may not work. Right. So maybe together you went on this journey of digging into those questions. So either A, you figure out it might work or B, they figure out why it might not work because of your perspective. But to now the questioning, the coming together is what brings the conversation, which to your point is the communication in a safe space that makes people feel seen and heard and gives them a voice. And, and it helps you feel like we connected, which you also just said, communication leads to connection, which of course is the heart of what I talk about too. So yeah. that connection may, means they'll come back and give you more ideas, which might be the goal. Right. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right, Julie. And in, in the corporate world, we, I, and I, I forget what we wanted the, the sales reps to do. I forget what it was, unfortunately, but the, the management came together and said, okay, this is what we want them to do. This is the end goal. And so we had, we, we used to call it a collaboration session or, or where, where we would just come together as a team. And it, we were all individuals. It wasn't, hey, you have to do this because management wants us to, to do this. We said, how could we increase sales? And they came together, you know, it, it was a lot of back and forth and, and positive back and forth, no arguments, but a lot of, a lot of just communication. And they came to the realization that we wanted them to see, but it was their, their idea, not ours, even though that's exactly what we wanted them to do. So if I said, Julie, you need to go do this, go get on the phones, go call people, go make sales. Are you going to do it? Maybe only because you don't want to lose your job. But if I said, Julie, how could we increase sales? And you said, you know, I think it, we actually could do better if we were on a call and, and calling people. Are you going to uh, take your idea and run with it? Or are you going to take my idea and run? Probably That's not true. my idea. You'll, you'll do Great. it begr yes. begrudgingly. You're talking about investment of your people. Yeah. Yep. And simple. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so tell me more about, okay, when we're creating that bubble of psychological safety, I'm hearing you say communication yeah. is key. What else do we need to know? You need to, well, some, some steps in their shoes. You need to know about 
that person, whether it's a sales rep, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kid, and put yourself in that position, right? We're all opinionated, right? As, as people, we all have our own opinions. Maybe they're good, maybe they're not. But if, if you just come to someone and, and, and shoot them down without knowing what they're going through, uh, you're not going to have a good rea reaction from them. So I always try to put myself in someone else's shoes. Maybe it's my, my daughter, right? And, and I don't know what she's going through. I mean, I do because I'm her dad. I know what she's going through, maybe, maybe physically or in person. I don't know what she's thinking. And so I, I think it is key. And, and maybe as, as, as a male, it is harder to connect emotionally. And so because I know I'm not great at that, I have to have to work harder to, to understand, you know, with my daughter, with my wife, what are you thinking? Like, how does that impact you in putting myself in their shoes? Help, helps me, number one, as a male, but then as a person, it helps me understand, okay, maybe my, my thought process needs to shift. Maybe my mindset needs to shift because I, I have not gone through what they're going through. Maybe that's, that's, you know, my daughter's in gymnastics. I've never been a gymnast. But it's not just as a gymnast, it's someone who is an elite athlete and going to school and dealing with friends and dealing with growing up and, and becoming a, a young woman. Mm -hmm. How can I better assist my daughter? How can I better assist my wife? How, how can I, not only how can I help my, my family or, or my, my, my colleagues, how can I be a better person? How can I better be a better dad or husband or a manager or real estate investor, right? So it's, it's, it's not just about them and, and me communicating with them. It's how can I grow myself and become a better person overall? Which is the, the crux of an incredible leader. If you are working to be your best self and creating a space for your people to show up as their best self, that's when you're going to get the best results. Yeah. Julie, do you, I, I want to put you on the spot, Julie. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> Do you, do you have an example maybe of a, a time when you caught yourself or, or realized, Hey, I need to be a little more open in, instead of denying someone or, 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 you know, maybe you need to, to reevaluate your opinion. I mean, absolutely. Cause I taught high school speech and debate for 13 years. Right. Well, I used to say that I coached the most emotional argumentative children on campus who probably came from emotional argumentative families who were being taught by one of the most emotional argumentative employees in campus. Like, right? Because if you're a speech and debate thinker, you you are groomed to walk in other people's shoes because that's what we do when we're doing interp life so that we can bring those stories to life. You are taught to catch a new angle for every argument possible. So absolutely, when I, you know, when I coached, our dress code was pretty professional and I wanted it to be professional because our three pillars for the team were being professional, be responsible, and be respectful. I don't care if we always win. I do care if you walk away th with those three things. Because winning is going to last for a hot second, but changing you as a person is going to last the rest of your life. So in my mind, I, you know, dress code is it's going to make us look professional. And there were definitely times that my girls were like, we don't want our hair all the way up. We would really like to be able to wear our hair. And we had to have conversations about it. And, you know, I was very, very hell-bent on... If I, if I give you, and I get this from my family, if I give you an inch, it's going to take a mile. Yeah. And, but there was a group of girls that had worked super hard and they, they said, you know, if we are able to 
accomplish this goal? Can we have this conversation? And that's when I knew that they, you know, they really did need to have the conversation. And, and I think this is different. I'll come back to the hair. I think this is different when you are with children than it is with adults in the workspace yeah. little, because you're teaching kids, like you said, to, to, that, to be their idea and to take pride in it, the same as employees. But with children, we, we have to guide them a little bit differently. And maybe, you know, maybe in some cases, you're a leader to employment that's a new employee and they need to be guided as well. But it is still adult to adult. If I just let my daughter go rogue all the time in her decisions so that she learns the hard way, that would not always make me a good parent. But in, in this specific example in high school world, the girls wanted to wear their hair down for a certain competition. And I agreed at that. And they worked their talons off to get there because of it. And if I had completely cut them off in having that conversation, I would have possibly stinted them feeling seen and heard and stinted possible progress because they accomplished yes. goals. So you're 100% right. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I mean, and there's probably a ton of examples. And I'm sure if there's any students listening, they're like, well, I've got more examples for you. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> There are, there are lots of times that I have to, and as much as I speak about it, I have to check myself because you don't always know what's best. And it's important to pause, ask more questions, and, and not make people feel shut down. Develop psychological safety in your space. There you go. Well, that was our big focus today was yeah. make sure people understood what psychological safety was and how to create it. Yeah. And I think, Julie, you know, if you, if in the workplace, you do hire adults, treat them like adults. I mean, if, if I had one sentence to say in the workplace for psychological safety, treat them like adults, treat them like people, not employees. You know, and, and like I said earlier, if you give someone a voice, they will reward you in unexpected ways. And, and I have so many examples of that, but won't share a, a couple. You know, going back to communication, that may not be life or death for you, but effective communication can transform a workplace, a relationship, company, a team, you know, whatever it is, it truly is transformational if there's open and valued communication. And then, you know, one thing that I would say that we, we hit on a little bit earlier is just because your, your title may not say manager, team leader, director, doesn't mean you're not a leader. And then conversely, just because someone's title does say that doesn't mean they're, that they are a leader. I've seen it both ways a hundred times, a thousand times. I don't care what your title says. You can still be a leader. You could be an entry-level worker. You can still be a leader. I love that. Okay. So three key takeaways. I feel like I, I keep shouting them out because I'm taking notes as well. But what do you think your three key takeaways are for today for us together? Yeah, I'd say those really, I want to leave the audience with communication is so important, so important. Um, giving people a voice is also extremely important. Mm. Uh, and, and that could be a child, right? That could be a, a child expressing themselves. You know, kids can be emotional. So let them express themselves and don't just snap back at them. Just take a second and dig into why, what, you know, what their issue is and don't say, oh, because I told you so listen to them, just listen. And if you be quiet for a second and listen to them when they're done talking, then dig into it. And then I don't care what your title says. You can be a leader. 
I don't care what your title says, doesn't make you a leader, right? Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, th- th- those would be the three key takeaways. Fabulous. Yeah. Th- thank you. I mean, I I've, I think I've kind of lived by some of those for a long time and some have had to learn the, the hard way, but I am so glad I learned it because I, I think it has allowed me to first and foremost, be a better person, be a better leader. And then also just have my wife and I, my daughter and I, the three of us, we have this phenomenal relationship and we tell our 10 year old, check us, right? If, if we're being mean, if we're being rude, or if we're not listening, listening, check us. And we give her full permission to check us and say, Hey dad, you said this. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And it makes me feel bad. It makes me feel proud because she spoke up as a 10 year old and she's not getting shut down. Yeah. And I, I, I do believe in the power of teaching our kiddos that it's important to use your voice. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. In a positive way, in a quality communication type way, because even a lack of communication, like you were talking about earlier with the, your experiences in the military can, can be deadly. So having communication could be life or death for you, but it also could be the job or no job or an employee staying or leaving. So for all of us, it is crucial. Yeah. I love it. Uh, What about a challenge for the week? What do you got for us? I want to challenge the audience to give someone an open ear. Listen to, don't, don't make, if, if your first initial reaction is that stupid or no, just listen to them, dig into it a little bit, dig in, dig into the reasoning and, you know, make psychological safety great again. I love that. Okay. Quotes. I always love to end with your favorite quotes. I have an affinity to World War II and, and Winston Churchill, and he has a very, very powerful quote that impacts me that says, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. And that's the quote. That is so perfect. Oh my gosh, that's per- perfect for today. It's something that I will hold on to because I love that quote and I love Winston Churchill's death. So yeah. Thank you, Charlie. This was such an honor to to learn from you today, to dig into the power of communication and psychological safety in every space. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. I am. I when we talked, Julie, I was so pumped to talk about this. I could talk about it forever. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. All right, have a good week. See you next week. Thanks for listening and being my people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five-star review wherever you're listening right now. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast. They don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. All right, I'll see you next week.